But we give you the praise and honor and glory because all from the grave you arose. A mighty conqueror. And we thank you that from the victory of your cross, we have all received one blessing and then the other. You are all very welcome. We are going to thank God for Jesus our Lord. We are going to give him praise for coming to the world because of us and dying for us. We are going to thank him for the grace that came out of his death. Lift up your voice and begin to thank God. Yesterday we saw it in Colossians chapter 1 from verse 13. That God rescued us from dominion of darkness because of the death of Christ or through the death of Christ. He rescued us from the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son. And we saw in chapter 2 from verse 13 that we receive redemption through the blood of Jesus and 14 says, haven't cancelled every written code that stands against us with all your legal demands. If not for the death of the cross, you and I today, where we will be. Give God the praise and thank him. Thank God for cancelling every written code. According to the book of Romans, we looked at chapter 5 and 6 yesterday, that if death came through one man, so salvation also comes through one man. If by the sin of one man all were declared sinned, sinners, so also by the righteousness of one man, Jesus, we have been made the righteousness of God. It's so straightforward. God did it by the cross. Father, we bless your name. We exalt you and magnify thee. We give you the glory and honor and praise for the privilege you have given to us and the honors we have born in this time of grace, not in the time of law. But Lord, not in the time of conscience, but now in the time that Jesus died, with your blood you have redeemed us. You redeemed us, you ransomed us back unto God. And we thank you. We thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your honor. Thank you for the potency of your blood. Thank God for the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the grace in the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God for the strength that we receive daily. Thank God for the manifestation of his power in the midst of us. Thank God for everything that he had done through the reason of Christ Jesus uh, our Lord. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with us. Amen. It's all about Jesus, really, this week. Of course, every day is all about him. But God has been emphasizing to us some few things. Quite, a, you know, I mean, probably I'll call it a few things because the life of Christ is so voluminous. But tonight, very briefly, I want to zero in into the prayers that have been prayed on this platform today. And I want to talk about, I want to, you know, summarize these prayers as operating in the mind of Christ. Operating in the mind of Christ. Now, we have seen or looked at or read through various activities of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I can say there are a few things that I can, you know, draw out from Christ, beginning from his birth to his coming again. We can say he was born in a manger, as was prophesied. He loved God in his tender age. As is written, he worked as a carpenter, as a career. He served as a shepherd. According to the book of John, I'll give you all the scriptures tomorrow. He was spoken of in the law and the prophets. I can say that he ministered as the healer to the sick. 
and cast out devils. He suffered as his servant. He died to fulfill destiny. He resurrected to empower his disciples. He ascended to heaven to reign forever. He dwells in those who believe in him. He is the head of the church. And he is coming again. To take those who believe in him to where he is. Having looked at just these few captions, I want to zero in into the fact that God wants us who believe in Christ to operate like Christ. And you know, if we will operate like Christ, it's a matter of understanding the mindset of Jesus very critically, thoroughly, and then simulating it. Understanding what Jesus said, and then following it, and replicating it, imitating it, or emulating it. That is the only thing that can bring you and I to higher realms of God. And I will show you a few things about the mind of Christ very, very briefly. Look at the book of John 9, 1 to 5. It says, as he went along, verse 1, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his disciples, that he was born blind? Let's understand this. And verse 3, Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. Then, here comes the main scripture. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. I love that scripture. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, let us see the mindset of Jesus Christ here. There was a man born blind. Natural man spoke, which is the disciples before they go back to the Holy Spirit. They are natural human beings. And they said, oh, his parents must have sinned. Maybe the sin of this man that God is punishing him. Okay? It's just like when we looked at Job, the friends of Job, and the rest of them, we are talking against Job as if God punished Job because Job was, was, had been committing some secret sin they did not know. So the natural mind would think like that. But look at the spiritual mind. Jesus said neither of them. The parents didn't sin. The young man didn't sin. So the disciples now are wondering, how can Jesus derogate from the normal consensus, the way we think, the way we do things? After all, the Old Testament tells us, you know, if there is no, there is no sin, there is no punishment. Now I can see the mind of the disciples now eager to know what mystery is this Jesus wanting to reveal. And then Jesus said to them, This happened so that the work of God might be displayed. In his life. I think every misfortune we see, either in, in the life of people or alive, our concept should be is another opportunity that God will be glorified. Rather than looking for what caused it. If you know what caused it, will it change the situation? No, 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 no. When people come to you with de de very terrible issues, telling them how they got there, 
is useless to them. But getting them out of that dilemma, that is what is useful to them. You know, some time ago, the Lord was rapping with me, discussing with me. Mm-hmm. And he told me that, son, why do you think about what you, what you don't know? He said, the mystery belongs to God. Leave God to handle what you don't know. These are one of the things that gave me so much boldness. I don't think about demons. I don't fear any evil spirit. I don't fear any power. I don't fear nothing anybody does. I only fear him because he told me. He said, you serve the unseen God. And he handled the whole realm of unseen. He said, you just concentrate on what you can see. A blind man was before you. Then what should be? Healing that soul you think about. Not what brought him to that problem. Somebody had a problem and they came to you and told them their problem. You are not supposed to worsen their problem by complicating why they got it, which is a lie. God is not interested in telling you why you got a problem. He's interested in rescuing you first. And after he rescued you, he may not tell you why. Like he told the woman, you know, you know, after healing the woman, he said, Brad, now go and see no more so that the worst thing will not happen to you. But he must heal the woman. Mindset. You know, people work with premonition and they work with what they think. And they say that God is the one speaking. Stop it. Let us see how God reasons. The way God reasons is the way Jesus reasons. He was a, 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 an example, ex, exemplar of God on earth, which we must follow very intimately. Jesus said, forget about who sinned or who did not sin. Let's get this man healed. He healed the man. Then Jesus now gave them, he now told us something that is a dictum. It is something that is a, a benchmark for everyone who believes in Jesus. Jesus says, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Understand the words that Jesus used there. We, all of us, must do the work of him, which is God, who sent me, which is Jesus. Our focus should be that. Now he said, night is coming when no man can walk. Your night can be your old age when you cannot walk as you think. You cannot move as you think. That is your night. Those who have died today, their nights have come because they cannot do any other thing to better their tomorrow. Before that time comes to us, we need to do what? Do the work of God who sent Jesus. And he says, why I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I love Jesus when he said that he is the light of the world. Very, very interesting. Because I soon read also in the book of John, the same John, you know, when Jesus was addressing the disciples, and Jesus said to them that you are the light of the world. So he says, I'm the light of the world there. But then he says, you know, you, know, you are the light of the world also. You are a city built on a hill that cannot be hid, isn't it? Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do, do people light a lamp and put it under a, a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand, a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16 of Matthew 5 says, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise who? The Father in heaven. So when Jesus healed that blind boy, come on, what happened? It is shining your light. Your light should shine. You should bring solution to everyone that is in gloom or in darkness or confused. A Christian should be the solution center. When you begin to become the solution center, you will be put where you belong because people can see the good works. But you see, 
You have to change your mindset. Don't think like people think. I'm very much, uh, you know, uh, unhappy when people are telling me that. I'm, I'm sure this is what that person is thinking. Who are you to be sure of what others are thinking? Do you have barometer or, or mindometer to check the mind of people? <laughs> yeah, you, you, are, you know you are just frac- you are fracassing. You know you are, you are saying something has no base. But you convince yourself so much on this lie that the devil of your flesh is telling you. No man knows the heart of a man except the spirit of man in him. First Corinthians chapter 2. No one knows the mind of a man except the spirit of the man in him. So also no one knows the mind of God except the spirit of God in him. And that's why it went on to say that we have the mind of Christ. Now we're going to end in that very place. So, the number one I've said to you is that you must do the work of the Father who sent Jesus. Alright? That's number one. And you must not speak like people speak. You soon come about that. Number two, the servant leader. Jesus was a servant leader. You know, I was very glad when the pastor was leading you through this because it's part of what I want to teach you today. Because I've taught you before on the most, I say, I call this the most, um, uh, you know, uh, the most authentic leadership. That is the leadership amalgamation of the leadership of server leadership and transformational leadership. And that's what you find Christ do. In transformational leadership attitude of Christ, Jesus wanted people to become like him and do the things he's doing. But in his servant leadership, he will do it so that you can follow him to do it. He will not assume that you know what to do. He cannot get angry when he sends you to do something and you can't do it. He will assume that, okay, maybe you don't know how to do that. So he will help you to do it and show you how to. And then once you get into the track and you are doing it, he will back you up, back you up, back you up and then leave you to do it. Sometimes he will sit at the background like in Luke chapter 9 and chapter 10. He sent the 12 in Luke chapter 9. He gave them power authority and he sat at home. They went out and did the same job that he had been doing. So the people were calling those guys stars, you know. And Jesus was happy that my disciples, they can see that my disciples can, can deal with demons and they can deal with the devil. And in the Luke chapter 10, he now took the whole church. Maybe, who knows, when the disciples came back, the whole church was saying that, oh wow, these disciples are now, you know, something else, you know. And so Jesus to, to help them just to overcome all that. He sent all of them out anyway, the whole 72. And they also see... That is the reason why in verse 18 of chapter 10 of Luke, when they came back, they were so excited. And he said, even demons submit to us. <laughs> From chapter verse 7. You know, even demons submit to us. That's verse 17 I'm talking about. Luke 10. You see, excited. Look, Jesus was a servant leader. A servant leader is a person who leads by serving. A transmission leader is a person who empowers, enables people to do what he has been doing. And if you look at that, it's total mentorship or discipleship. Matthew 20, verse 26 to 28. No, he said, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be the servant. And whoever wants to be the first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. I hope every leader in high places will know this. Presidents of nations are appointed by the people to serve them, not to rule over them, not to boss them. The judiciary is appointed by the government to serve the people, not to oppress the people. The authority powers, you know, you know, those who are the authority in local government or council 
or, or, or governors of states and their parliament and their, and their house of representative or, you know, the parliament in England, the house of law. They were appointed to serve the common interests of the people. I believe, I pray that all those in authority, especially in African nations, we understand this. The moment they make you a governor or they make you a president, it does not make you a superior. It only puts you in a position of a servant. That's why they call you civil servants. Police bosses and police men. They are all servants of the people. That's why they appointed here. The people gave their confidence to you and entrusted their life in you. So the government of the country is supposed to serve the interests of the people, not their own interests. Jesus is an example of it. Mighty the Almighty, most powerful, you know. And he came to the world to express, to establish leadership by serving the people. And he said it. Church leaders, general overseers, bishops, pope, everybody, apostle, prophet, you have to serve God's people. Let me say this. When you are put in a high position, people honor you. They put you there. Even if God puts you there, like those who are spiritually called, people honor you. But when they honor you, is that not enough? Why do you then boss them? That is ungodly. That's not a servant leader. Any, any leader who does that will report to Jesus Christ and he will not get habitation with God. Even if you are born again, you won't get habitation. You will, you will not have, you know, be the position you think you should be. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served. There are some leaders, if you pass beside them, you don't greet them, they will, they will look at you, you go into their red books. That's no leadership. If somebody is supposed to rapport with you, if they don't greet you, greet them, call them and greet them. And don't accuse them that didn't you see me. No, 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 no. Even after, if they saw you or they didn't see you, you'll say, oh, hello, I'm greeting you. That is the way Jesus would have done it. He would not create problem and trouble and quarrel for nothing. Even if he knows people are quarreling with him, he will say something that will, that will calm them down and move away by himself. I would together now. I told you sometime in the church that if I'm passing by a place and over the other fence and people are talking about me, bad things about me, and we got to the end of the fence and then we met, I will not say to them that I heard what you were saying. Why should I say that if I'm not looking for trouble? I will just greet them as if they never said anything, as if I never had anything, and greet them and bless them and move on. Will I begin to think about it? I will not, because anybody's mouth can go rough sometimes, you know? It may not be the true representation of their heart. They may just hear some people just sing, and they too, they just just said, and that's what I believe it. Do you know what? I don't have a preference. That's the reason. My mind is calm, settled. I don't wear what should not be my own on my head. Jesus came to serve and not to be served. Let me say to you leaders, when you serve, some, some, some people who are under you are rude. They will take advantage of you. But you can ignore that and continue with those who are connected. In a short time, those who are not connected, who are, you know, exploiting, they will soon be left behind. And you will have gone ahead with those who are connected. You want to create leadership of sort. Leadership who serve with their soul, with their heart, before the Lord, that they may be, they may be accepted. Number three, hunger to do the Father's work and finish it. That should be your aim. You remember this talking about, you know, a, 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 um, a purpose-driven leadership. The, what drives you is to do the job as God said it, and then to finish the job. Not to just be doing things, doing things, doing things, and then at the end of the day, Jesus said that all what you did on earth, I didn't send you. No, 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 no. 
Jesus said, John 34, 34, my food said Jesus is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Many of you need to go back to drawing board to ask God that what I'm doing, is it what I'm supposed to do? I would gather that. And how do you know the will of God? The scriptures. You must work according to the scriptures. That is the will of God. Any, any thought that comes to your mind as, to, for, as regards what you should do or ought to do, if it is not in the scripture, as Christ has said it, that is ambition. That is ambition. You know, Christ of Tabernacle will not be the only church on earth. And Christ of Tabernacle will not be the church in every street or every, every city of earth. No, 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 no. Jesus said, go into all the world. Some places we go and preach the gospel, but there are churches that are established. We strengthen those churches and move on. Unless if the Lord tells us to start a church somewhere. That's when we start church. That's why you didn't have branches of CFT all over the whole place and people who are... What happened when you do that? Unscrupulous people will join the team and they will become pastors. They, they will rise to the rank of leadership and they will begin to oppress the people. Then you have one day the, uh, one leader impregnated somebody there. The other day another leader is caught with a charm. Another leader is a uh, vagabond. And also will happen. I, want, I will go to grave, my grave, with, with adequate gray hair. I will not have gray hair when I'm not supposed to have it. You must not run God's work with ambition. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Understand what the Father... Jesus came to the world with all the power after the baptism, you know, and dove came upon him. If it was some of us, we would move from, from Jerusalem straight to Syria, straight to Iran, straight to Iraq. We would begin to go like Aston. Everywhere. America must hear me. This must hear me. But Jesus did not leave Israel. But yet, the whole world came to him. The news spread. Uh, Kenneth Hagin said, the Lord told him not to leave Tulsa, uh, uh, United States. Really, to base in Tulsa. And, you know, Kenneth Hagin never went to Africa, never went to Australia, never went to Europe, never went to Australia, Asia. But if you look at Kenneth Hagin's books, they are read all over the place because God told him to start writing those books. You understand me? And he is more known, he affected more life than even those who are just Jack Robinson going all over the whole place. With God, he's not sent them. And you know, when you begin to do things like that, you begin to go from one nation to the other, that God didn't send you, you begin to do the adventures that God didn't send you, then you will not have money. And that's why many of them end up in lying to people. Are you with me now? Don't be a victim. Be a victor. Your hunger must be, he said, my fool, said Jesus, is to do the will of the Father who sent me and to finish his work. I think I have more, just about 10 more minutes now. Number three. So we have one, two, three. No, number four now. If you look at number one and number four, they look similar, isn't it? But I want to get the distinction. You must understand the distinction. What it says in number one, I gave you, we must do the work of the Father who sent us. That is the concentration of doing the work. But number four, I gave you that we must, so number three, sorry, it's number three. Number one, you must do the work of the Father who sent you, who sent Jesus. Number two, a servant leader. And number three, hunger to do the Father's work and to finish it. There are three, two different things. All right, let's look at number four. Number four operates, Jesus operated by the power of sight. You must operate by the power of sight. Look at what he says in John 4, 45. Do you not say four more months and then the harvest? 
I tell you, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. It takes somebody who can operate in the mind of Christ to know that there is harvest when there is there is a there is a uh, you know uh, famine. It takes revelation of God to show you where harvest is. When people are saying that it is tight, it is tight. Things are not going good. Things are bad. Things are terrible. There is always good things. Look, well, let me say this to you. When economy of the world crashes, it makes some people billionaires. Why it wipes off some people and reduce them to nothing, from billions to nothing. Every crisis that happens, give back to other great people. Do you understand me? You know, I was looking at a lecture just about a few days ago, and I had that lecture I can send to everybody. It was a lecture uh, by a professor in one of the universities in the U.S. in 2018. He was, he was speaking about cryptocurrency, but he spoke about the, the development of Internet and development of cryptocurrency. The first organization, he said, that first sold uh, food that is, you know, beginning to go into cryptocurrency, was Pizza Hut in 1991. Today, do you hear Pizza Hut? They are the first to use internet. People order and they will come and collect it. Then in 2001 or so, you have this um, uh, paper. Look at paper. It's cryptocurrency. They set up their own. But today, if you look at, and it mentioned many others like that, but if you look at today, the people who have now come up with this cryptocurrency, you know, is quite interesting. They have become trillionaires. <laughs> Whereas others who have started using the internet for banking and stuff like that, they have, you know, you know, limitations, limitations, until these guys came in and considered every situation. And if you look at cryptocurrency now, it's threatening currencies. Banks are fighting and governments are fighting. Let me tell you what will happen to them. They will run to go and join in a short time because that cryptocurrency is going stronger and stronger and stronger. And the likelihood of that cryptocurrency now threatening the inflation rate of, of nations is, is there and it's going to grow stronger. I'm sure some brains are working on how to control it now or else it can wipe off their, their great money. I'm talking about the power of insight to see harvest when nobody sees it. To always talk good when people are talking bad. It is talking by faith, knowing that your God will not leave you. I said in the time of the famine, you will have plenty. So if you look at the, the lessons in that one is one, two, three, four, five, six. Number one, don't say what people say any longer because you are born of God. Number two, speak by revelation. Don't just speak what comes to your head. Should not just come from your mouth, you go to your mouth. Always check what you want to say in your mouth after it has come to your head. Check it very well so that you don't commit sin. Jesus said, Man will give account of every word they said. If, if people are talking and the word is sweet, be careful not to be reckless. Speak by revelation. Number three, note that what, what heaven is saying is always different from what people are saying. From this scripture, John 4 35, I'm telling you this 16. You must always note this. Jesus said, do you not say that it's people? But this is what heaven is saying. There is harvest. Number five. Number four. No, there are, are five. 
Number four, don't limit yourself to what you can see. But speak by the Holy Spirit, the God who can see all what you cannot see. If there was no harvest, and Jesus said there is harvest, when you get there, you see harvest. When it came to him to turn water to wine, did he not say, fill the, to, to, to provide wine? He said, fill the drum with water. He said, draw the water, give it to the, to the, to the, to the butler. When the butler took it, it was wine. Don't say what people say. Construct your mind after the mind of Christ. You must understand how Jesus is programmed by God. And the last one there is what you cannot see are more than what you can see. They are more than what you can see. In this world, there are more opportunities. One of our girls, I can say this now on, on television, one of our girls in the church, our ladies now, we call her girl because she's over 25. Now, she's studying medicine, but she's good in arts. I was very impressed today when I was told and my wife showed me a part of her. She was on, on the ITV, I think, you know, uh, where they are. They, eh? Yeah, yeah, so one of these main televisions. And they were showing her art. She went to Ghana, she took photographs, she drew it. She, everywhere she went, she drew photographs. She stood in London, drew photographs. And now that photograph that she's doing is now on television. And they were, they were, they were accumulating her. But let me say this to you. She's a medical student. She should become a doctor. <laughs> Are we together? What you cannot see are more than what you can see. Both if you consider this statement in application to yourself, what will become of you has not yet been revealed. Don't limit yourself. If you follow me, don't limit yourself. What I'm talking, that is what I am because that is what Jesus is. Don't give up on anything. Don't believe that what you were last year is what you should be this year. You should move on, man. Break the ice. Push yourself beyond the limit. Break the barrier. Let your mind, the mind of Christ in you, dictate what you do. Not what people say you cannot do, you, you cannot do. You. Leave them in the, in the shore of cannot. They, let them wait for you like the, 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 the sons of prophets. You know, when Elijah was going with Elijah, the sons of prophets were making jest of him. And when he came back, they were the one who first came and they bowed before him. Be the same. <laughs> that is who you should be. That is what Christ did. He was never described by anybody. So number one, from that John, John chapter 4 verse 35, do not say what people say. Number two, speak by revelation. Number three, note that what heaven is saying is always different from what people are saying. The, the crowd will be different from what God is saying. Number four, do not limit yourself to what you can see, but speak by the Holy Spirit, which is the mind of Christ. And number five, what you cannot see are more than what you can see. I have two things to talk to you. One more thing to talk to you about the mind of Christ, which is number uh, five. All right, I think it is five. That doesn't mean that you only have five things. God inspires you. You can get 200 things from Christ. Now, but for now, this is what we are looking at. That is the reason why, number five, let your attitude be the same with Christ. Let your attitude be the same with Christ. Philippians chapter 2. I want to read that from the scripture directly. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. Because if I read it from the scripture directly, I can help you understand a few things. You know, if you look at what it says in, in the scriptures, I read NIV right throughout my teaching there. It says your attitude should be 
the same as that of Christ. King James said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. But really, I will lean on what NIV says. It's talking about our attitude, because the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians 2, 16, that we have the mind of Christ. So certainly, if we have the mind of Christ, then the Bible is talking about transformation of attitude, not just the mind. We have the mind already. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Your position, your office, higher than people, why don't you thank God for it and serve the people? That's what the Bible is saying, so that God will exalt you. But made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, regardless of what you have, make yourself nothing. Be ready to serve. Being made in human likeness <laughs> and being found in appearance as a man. This is God. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. That is the Son to the Father. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. Servant leadership will bring God to exalt you. It will bring promotion for you. He will take you beyond your height and gave him the name that is above every name. Have you seen a ball that, you know, the company said that no more job for him and all workers resigned and said, if you don't give this man a job, we are going. Quick, the good group restored the man because he was a servant leader. He gave him the name that is above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, being very God himself, the Father and the Son are one. Like uh, one pastor was leading you, I think his pastor Ben, he said Jesus came from eternity. That's what he is. Holy, Holy Ghost, Son, and the Father, they were all dwelling in the Father. When the time came, out of the Father came the Son. And the Son, being the one through whom the Father created the whole world, all right, decided to go on the errand. And he left everything of his Godhood above, and he came in flesh. So that the people he made are now the one punishing him, spitting on him, putting crown of thorns on him, insulting him. And when Jesus got to the cross, you know what they say? Father, forgive them, but they don't know what they do. How long will Christians not have this kind of mind? Someone did not even spit on you. You are cursing. Can you imagine that? Come on, change your mindset. Change your mindset. Change your attitude. Change your attitude. Suspect everyone, everyone, everyone. If Jesus suspected everyone, he would not have people like Thomas to follow him. And he would not have people like Judas who will take him to destiny. Jesus knew that Judas was a thief. The Bible says so, but he made him the treasurer. <laughs> Come on now. I believe very much that this is the message, the kind of message we should be hearing on the days like this. So let the attitude, your attitude change from now. And so finally, you have the mind of Christ. Know this. Why the Bible says in Philippians 2, 5 and 6 that your attitude should be like Christ is that you have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 16. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is where we're going to stop.
We are going to pray together. Lord, transform my attitude. Lord, change my attitude. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, change my attitude tonight. Change my attitude tonight. Help me, Lord, to operate like Christ. Help me, Lord, to think like Christ. Help me, Lord, to understand like Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus. 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 Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Water. Help water. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Tell the Lord to help you. Tell the Lord to help you. Father, Mary, Sopra, Lendry. Tell the Lord to help you. The mind of Christ. The mind of Christ in me. Let my attitude be transformed completely. Change the way I think. Tell God, change the way I see things. Change the way I reason. Change the way I do things. Let me do things like Jesus of Nazareth. So that I will be the walking Jesus in my streets, in my family. Lord, change the way I think. Give me hunger to do your work and finish it. Let that be my major target. Let it be my main goal in, in life. So that everything that I'm doing will be, will be seared by my goal to make sure that I finish my work on earth. Let the hunger of finishing the task God has given to us, let it come upon everyone. Let it come upon everyone, Lord, I pray thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So that in you we live, we move, and have a being. Anything we enter into must be for the Lord's sake, that the gospel of Christ might be revealed. Anytime we live, it should be for the Lord's sake, that through my career, through my studies, I may glorify God. You said you are the light of the world, and then you further said that we are the light of the world. So what you are, we are. Pranta mosaba leridon. Father, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Help us, help us to operate the mind of Christ. Help us, help us, oh God, to operate the power of insight. Help us, help us to hunger for the Father's work and to finish it. Help us to live as a servant leader. Tell the Lord, we pray for all our members all over the world at this time. Father, let the hunger come upon them. <clears throat> let the hunger come upon them. Now tell the Lord, I will not die until I finish my work. I will not die until I finish my work. Father, we pray for all our members. Your protection over every member, over every member, over our lives. That you give us longevity to finish the work. We will not die before we finish the work. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. According to your covenant promise, help us. If anybody is sick now, we cause the sickness to die of their body any sickness that can that can terminate life we terminate the sickness in the name of Jesus Christ we terminate those infirmities in the name of Jesus Christ we pray we pray we pray for long life long life long life we pray for brain we pray for knowledge we pray for insight we pray for refreshment of our brain cells that our brain cells be renewed be renewed as we grow older our brain cells should grow smarter smarter that we will not forget things that we have learned both in the spiritual and in the physical that our mind be taken over by the mind of Christ we will be the innovators of this generation. We will be the innovators of this generation. Every one of us, whatever we are doing, that God will give us insight, the power of insight to transform our careers, the power of insight to change the way we reason and to change the way they reason in our career. That we will make name for the Lord Jesus Christ. We will be genius in anything that we learn. And the name of God shall be glorified. You will empower us to heal the sick and increase and enable us to move by faith so that we can operate these powers that you have given to us. 
I take, I will not take man for, for, for my limit. I will go beyond the limits of man. We will break the barriers of human beings. We will break the barriers of, of, of society. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we will bring about the fulfillment of the covenant promise of God. As long as we live, we will do the work of He who sent us. Rito karemosi karabayetoromosata mibraligaya. Thank you, Lord. 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 Rito sipa ne rekerita remesuto yekre mesepeto mabale kremesi karabanda shasha ratata ranata rede sopa rengre mesupre le mengrote ningra masoto bereduske pamalete ori bramashata mekradida me praledombre ni masuri mrades oshi karabasapata na radedusko prameledonga nembe ke maso we shall not be tired we shall not be wearied we shall not be tired we shall not be weary ripa maripa maripa mariko tori maralete we receive from you, O God, grace upon grace. From the fullness of His grace, the Bible says, we have, we have, we have all received one blessing after the other. Lord, we exalt you. We magnify the Lord. For with God all things are possible. We shall make all things possible. For the Bible says, Jesus said, all things are possible with those who believe as well. Thank you, Lord, for these 373 days that we have been praying. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. Father, we bless your holy name. We have been praying now for 373 days. That is on the platform. But we have been praying years, for the past 31 years, that we gather to pray, and we pray daily. But Lord, this platform is now 373 nights of prayer. We pray concerning COVID until you've destroyed COVID, the power of COVID. You brought out uh, a healing for COVID, and Lord, many people in the world now have been rescued from it. We prayed, oh God, for the past three seventy days. We have seen kings give their life to Christ. We have seen nobles give their life to Christ. We have seen great and small give their life to Christ. We have seen people heal of various diseases and sicknesses. Lord, we have been praying on this platform. We have seen revival. We have seen people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have seen people have encounters of God and encounters of heaven. We have seen people promoted in their in their works and blessed blessed in their endeavors. Lord, it's too much for us. Now we are going into the sea of manifestation. Father, because the old ones we have seen is trickles. Mercy draws we have seen, but showers is coming. Showers is coming. Heavy damper, heavy damper, heavy damper, heavy damper, heavy damper. Heavy damper of manifestation, heavy damper of blessing, heavy damper of deliverance and healing, miraculous signs and wonders, heavy damper of prophetic radnasipra, a company of prophets arising from within Christ with tabernacle was Yakata Many, 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 many blessings coming from you. Down for down for river, river of your spirit. Lord, I decree over everyone under my voice that in the delusion of Satan that is coming, this delusion, it will not overcome anyone among us. Father, in the midst of darkness, we will shine. 
In the midst of delusion, we'll have insight. And the name of the Lord will be glorified. We'll be an instrument used by God in the time of satanic delusion to bring people to reality of, of the truth. Because, Lord, we will speak, not only speaking, but they will see the manifestation in our lives so that we can use our life as a testimony and many shall come to light and your name shall be glorified. Father, everything that we own, our life, our marriage, our children, our spouses, our money, our brain, our intellect, our career, our profession, everything that we own, Father, we own them to you. So that the gospel of Christ may reach the ends of the earth and Matthew 24, 14 can be fulfilled. And so, Lord, I speak your blessing over all who are under my voice today. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Well, we are going to bring our men to a close tonight. But let me pray for those who have their birthdays and weddings. Yes, somebody sent a testimony. I, I promise to read it. I'll read it very quickly. This is just similar to the testimony we saw yesterday. It says, Dear Sam, I would like to give thanks to God for His mercy endures forever. I wanted to contribute my quota in the COVID-19 projects. You know, when the COVID-19 started, she felt she should contribute to serve. And I said, and then I resigned from my full-time employment in order to complete the task to help in COVID-19 on a one-year contract. So she, she resigned from her job and then, you know, got another job. Uh, that she can work and serve on COVID-19. But <clears throat> what happened is that when she resigned, the company said, why should you go? Please, you know, name your price and all stuff. They didn't want that to go, but she has to go because <clears throat> God is prompting her heart to go and work and help people on COVID-19. Then he said, I said to God, if it is his wish, his will, for me to work with my former company, that his will be done. To God be the glory, my God. <laughs> to God be the glory. My God did it. And my former company contacted me to, to, and said, please come back and work with us. So they contacted her to come and work with them. Even though my contract had not ended, I thank God for his favor. So the contract she has now in working to help COVID-19 is still on, but it will soon be expiring. But her old company contacted her again and said, have you finished? Please come over. We will say, want you. That is God. In this season that many people are finding it difficult to get a job. This is what God is doing. Some of the things that God is doing in Christ's tabernacle. We thank God for the life of our sister. And we love God to bless everyone. Our testimony is not full until your testimony is added. In this week coming, your testimony shall be added. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Now let's pray for... Those who are having a birthday, today is my son's birthday, brother Jason, uh, Dickie Jason, pardon me. Lord, we thank you so much for your grace and mercy, and thank you for longevity. We thank you for everyone, both from one year old to the oldest in Christ with Tabernacle, or those who are on the platform that are having their birthdays from various churches that joined us. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord open a book of remembrance concerning you this day. According to the book of Isaiah 14, 24, your life shall be. He says, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be. The plans of God for you shall be. And he says, as I purpose it will stand. The purpose for which God sent you in this, into this life shall stand. The Lord will destroy the Assyrian, every opposition against you in the name of Jesus Christ. He will break their yoke from their neck and lift up their body. 
And Lord, we stretch out his right hand over your life so that your new year will be better and greater. More years to come will be greater. Every year will be greater than the previous year for you. Life will shine for you in the midst of darkness. <coughs> and the glory of God will not depart from you. With long life, the Lord will satisfy you and show you his salvation. May mercy work for you. May he cry out on your behalf. And may you find favor before all men and before the holy angels of God. In Jesus' holy name. I pray your blessing upon marriages that are celebrated today. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Father, bless every marriage with all what they need to enjoy their life according to Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. If there be anyone connected to us in this platform that is in agony right now, I release them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody who is within life and death, back to life in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody that is crying for help for God, receive from heaven in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, thank you, Father. It is done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen. Let me read this blessing upon you before we go. Stretch your hand before the Lord God of Abraham. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offering. May the Lord grant you all the desires of your heart in this season and make your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and will lift up the banner in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Bethel. May he reveal himself to you again and again. May your purpose in life be fulfilled exceedingly. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen and amen.